All I want is a library card. We are no longer accepting new applications. What do you know about Niffins? I was one for a time, and this is all I can remember. It's half of a puzzle. The other pieces fell out of my head, but could be inside your books. You're suggesting a trade of information? More than that, I want to finish what I started. A grand unified theory of magic. But you're just a human magician with no magic now. I'm afraid your experiences as a Niffin have already been documented to our satisfaction. It's in my book. You don't want me to finish, is that it? There is something you could do for us, and in exchange, we would give you full access to our collection. You're familiar with the quest for the Seven Keys? <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Physical Kids Weekly. I'm Clara. And I'm Danny. And today we're joined once more by the lovely Olivia Taylor Dudley, who plays Alice on the show. Thanks for joining us, Olivia. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> Olivia, the last time we talked to you, Alice had just turned into a Niffin, and we talked as if you weren't going to be part of the show, part of the show for a while. That didn't really happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. Um, I do think it's fair to say that Alice has changed a little bit. So can you tell us a little bit about that journey? Yeah. I mean, when I signed on, I had obviously read the books, so I knew Alice was going to get killed off at some point. And it was a discussion from the beginning with the producers whether or not I would disappear for a season or how would they keep me on. And 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 luckily they kept me on because it would have sucked to be gone for an entire season. And I think that John and Sarah and the writers did an amazing job <clears throat> of incorporating, excuse me, Niffin into the whole season. And it gave me a chance to explore a different side of her. And you know, we get to see Niffin and Alice in the books um, for a few chapters, you know, at the end of the yeah. books. And I absolutely love that whole section of the books. And I think she's just this force to be reckoned with. And, and it was really fun to try to, like, explore that for a whole season and not just, like, a few scenes. Um, so it's been fun to develop so many different sides to one character. I mean, I think I've played, like, I don't know, 20 different versions of Alice, whether they're, you know, yeah. just slightly different shades of her. But, um I feel really lucky that I, I get, to, I've never lived with a character as long as I have with Alice and I feel like I know her really well. And it's so funny when people say, I don't, you know, I miss the old Alice, but in my mm. mind, I don't, I don't really know what that means because as people, we, we grow and grow and yeah. you don't really see necessarily see your own growth. And I find it's the same when you're with a character that long, like I don't see any other option other than where she currently is. Mm. So, you know, you just keep building and building and they let you do that on this show. You know, you're not always stuck in the same character. They let you build upon the experiences they're going through. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's really, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think it's a really great thing that we get to see in the show is, is real character growth. Um, mm -hmm. And from all of the characters, I mean, even uh, we were talking to um, Hannah last week, who's the, who plays Victoria, who, mm -hmm has had this, you know, relatively small role so far, but even with her fairly little amount of screen time, that character has been developed a lot. Yeah. Um, so one of our listeners, Logan, wanted to know how much of Alice's evolution um, you think is about her having been a Niffin and become human again, and how much you think is just that she, like, no longer has any fucks to give. Oh, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Um I think that this whole season for me um, is kind of Alice trying to figure out who she is. I mean, that's mm -hmm. the story of all of these characters all the time on this show. But I think for her, she's had an, I mean, she's, she died and came back and was a completely different 
person for a long time and she's been through so much. So I think she just has no grasp of who she is. And I don't think she has any intention of not being the old Alice. I just think Mm -hmm. these experiences have changed her. And uh, I think a part of her loved being a Niffin and misses it. And it's, you know, slowly as we've seen other season, you know, things have come back to her, what's happened Mm -hmm. as a Niffin. And I think there's a part of her that's questioning whether or not she liked it more than she would like to admit because she did so many nasty things as a Niffin, but she also kind of found her true power as a Niffin. So I don't know. I don't remember the original question you just asked me. But <laughs> it's okay. I, I think that was a good answer. I, <laughs> okay. I feel like it would be really hard on anyone to like become a complete being of magic, like pure magic, and then just have magic completely ripped away. Like, yeah. Yeah. I really hard. And for someone like Alice, Alice was the only one who never really wanted magic. Um, it's fa- I think it's fascinating that Lev wrote that character to be the one that gets pure magic. So I don't know. They all have such different relationships with magic, and hers is really complicated and, and seems to be forced upon her at all times. And I think, you know, she finally let it take her over when she was a Niffin, and now she, she really doesn't know how she feels about it. But I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. I found myself lost this entire season and my showrunners, John and Sarah, uh, kept assuring me that that was the point that Alice was lost. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I trust you. <laughs> <laughs> but in the end it was totally true. Cause I, I'm an over preparer and I work really hard. And in this season, they didn't give me a lot of information ahead of time. And, and I take a lot from Alice's book of being, you know, hyper, intelligent and trying to over-prepare and know what's going on and have a plan. And that's try to how I approach her as a character. And this year I had nothing. I had no idea what we were doing or where she was going. And mm-hmm. I found that it created a, a different vibe for her for the whole season. Do you find that's more unnerving or freeing? Can you hear my dog barking in the I background? can. It's fine. Yeah. Don't worry <laughs> <about> I'm sorry. Said <laughs> <laughs> he hates when I don't let him in the room. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> well, we don't. We wouldn't mind him in the room if he doesn't bark when no. he's next to you. Oh, it would be insane. He'd eat the phone. Um, <laughs> a wild beast. Um, what was I saying? What, is, what was I saying? What oh, did so you I, say? Yeah, I asked, um, has it been more unnerving or oh, freeing yeah. for you? Um, well, normally that's how I like to work. I don't need a whole lot of information. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for Alice, it's just the way I've worked to understand who she is as I try to do the work like I feel like she would do the work. Mm -hmm. And so it was a bit confusing this year to just be all over the place in my mind, which is normally how I work and the characters I normally play. But um, yeah, I mean, it it definitely served me this year in a way that I wasn't expecting. Mm -hmm. I can't give away what happens at the end of the season, (laughs) but uh, it it worked well. Well, we'll speculate about that later. (laughs) (laughs) So you said that last time that before that she became a Niffin, Alice was unlike most of the characters you've played, Mm -hmm. that you've had to go against your instincts and hold back. Do you still feel like you have to hold back with her? Yeah, there's, I think she's a complicated woman. And she keeps things like, you know, down. And as, as we've seen over the three seasons, slowly things have bubbled up and she's not afraid to speak her mind and, and let things take her over where we didn't see that in the beginning. And I wanted that to be the evolution of this character. And I, I, I like that about her, but hmm. I mean, when she was a Niff and I got to be a lot more my comfort zone and hmm. do whatever I wanted, but um, I don't know. I find comfort in Alice's keeping things 
under wraps and, and always kind of bubbling on the inside and, and not being somebody who wears everything on her sleeve. But yeah. Hmm. So you sort of alluded to this a little bit at the beginning, um, that you've really had to be a chameleon on The Magicians. We've seen you play several different characters or versions of characters in the last few seasons. So what has it been like to have all that sort of moving back and forth between different people or different sides of the same person? I love it. I thrive off of it. I mean, I think it's a gift as an actor to get to do that. I don't, I don't know if all actors like working that way, but we're all very different. Um, I, I'm lucky that they trust me with playing so many different versions of a character and playing completely different characters, which is really fun. Um, like I got to play Cassandra, which, you know, we got to see a bit of in um, like two episodes ago, right? Yeah, you guys yeah. are better at knowing numbers. <laughs> I have no idea <laughs> what episode we're even on. Um, yeah, but it's really fun to get to play different characters um, just because it's an exercise in... in, in and what I love doing and, and finding the nuances of Alice specifically is really fun and trying to keep a through line of who the character is the whole time, but also exploring all these other places is really exciting. I loved playing Cassandra. I wish I could play her more. Um, like every episode would be super fun. I don't know. I had a lot of fun. I love playing dress up. I love costumes. I love character acting. And, and I wanted to do a voice for her, but they didn't want me to. They wanted it to sound like Alice. So, but I had all this crazy shit prepared and, you know, I had to be a little more subtle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so strange to get to play Cassandra because I, I had no idea that coming until the script got sent over to me. And I was like, what is this? What does this mean? Am I no longer Alice? I don't understand. But they explained it to me. Not, I can't explain it all to you yet. So <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, it really reminds me, it's like getting into like, orphan black territory like playing all of these different characters which is amazing and I love seeing you as different people I will definitely welcome more characters if you're willing to do that I know Um, God I would orphan black is like it'd be such a dream job I love that (laughs) juggling so many different characters in your mind is like really fun (laughs) I'm actually just like still like taken aback that like she got no recognition for that role. She played so many people. I know. I feel like everyone was so excited in the beginning and then they just like completely forgot about the show. It makes me sad. Yeah. Uh, If we could have Tatiana on the show, like I would die. Like if she would be on The Magician. Oh, she would be amazing. Yeah, I feel like she I feel like she could play Katie's like sister or something. Like Mm -hmm. she would be amazing. She's got the hair to play Katie's relative. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the show has been having, like, a lot of really interesting guests. Actually, I mean, like, Judith Hogue, who plays Alice's mom, I think is, like, an amazing, amazing actress. Um, but, like, yeah, did you see... Yeah, she's wonderful. Arjun tweeted that in this next episode, um, Michael Luoya, who plays um, Hamilton on the, like, uh, on the touring... In, in the touring yeah. play, is going to be on the show? I'm so excited he's, about that. He's amazing. Um, he... I, I went to set the days they were filming those scenes to watch. And I was like blown away. He, we get such great caliber guest stars on our show. Yeah. The fact that we have, you know, Oscar nominee, I mean, Oscar winning actors on our show and, and people who are like really solid performers is, is I think just speaks volumes to what we're making and, and people actually are watching and wanting to be a part of it, which is exciting. Yeah. Um, I mean, but no, he's phenomenal. I can't wait for that scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't know about that time, but I'm excited now. Um, <laughs> let's get back to Cassandra, though. How do you see her? What do you mean? Like, what 
what is she to you, like, as a character? Well, I can't really, it's kind of a hard thing to talk about, because if I talk about it too much, then it it gives it away, but I can say that I don't understand the character. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know fully, they're they're not, they don't tell me everything. Uh, Mm -hmm. They don't tell us everything on purpose, so I don't have all the answers as far as what Cassandra is. I have my own speculations, but um, she's not, she's not Alice. I mean, to me, she's not Alice by any means. So that's about all I can say. Cause so I, you think don't... She, I don't think she's Alice, but you know what? With the, at any moment, they could just change their minds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Twin sister, there's, older twin sister. <laughs> there's a lot of people who think it's like Alice, like in another timeline that just happens to have like a different name because, you know, mm-hmm. like just like how Margo's named Margo and she's Janet in another timeline. Like, Oh, she could be. I mean, like, look, honestly, I don't know. I don't know the answers because they won't tell me. So I'm game for whatever fan theories there are, and I'm sure somebody's right. <laughs> I'm honestly just so thrilled to have that character. I mean, it, it's really cool that you're playing it, but I mean, just having Cassandra from Greek mythology be part of the show because yeah. she is my she's like my favorite story from Greek mythology. And oh, it's that's awesome. so relevant today. I mean, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, I think it was a really powerful choice, and I think um, yeah, I was really excited when talking to. Sarah about her and and I don't know I wish we could have done more with her in that episode um but you know I think it's an interesting story storyline that I th- I'm pretty sure they're going to keep I telling in the future so even even in just that episode though I think there was a lot that that y'all did with her I mean I was mm-hmm. one of the things that we talked about in that in the episode breakdown we did for that was how um you sort of get a little bit of the like Cassandra gaslighting thing going on in this really subtle way with just the fact that like uh, Penny doesn't believe that what she's giving him is relevant to what he's doing and it comes back yeah. at the end. And it's just, I don't know. I, I thought it was so great. I, I hope, I hope we get to see a lot more of her. It's going to be really cool. <laughs> yeah. It was, the, those scenes were really fun to shoot. I mean, I always have a blast working with Arjun. I think our, our chemistry as mm-hmm. as actors works really well together. And so that was a fun one because I got to do something completely different with him. And, and I actually really enjoy when I'm frustrating an actor in a scene. Like mm-hmm. I got to do that a lot as a Niffin with Jason and I got to frustrate Arjun in that scene. And that's always fun because you never know what they're going to do. But um, it was actually really difficult technically to shoot the Cassandra stuff because I was, mm-hmm. I had all this hair that literally I was, strapped to and to move was really difficult I had these like fake nails that kept flying off and like all all this stuff was like very complicated in my that dress I was wearing weighed like 50 pounds Mm. it was like it was uh which all that stuff just makes it really fun to play we actually I think at one point we were going to do like prosthetics on on the face to make her look really old um but uh I have really sensitive skin and we weren't able to do it with the makeup test so Mm. actually I mean I really like it the way it was though I mean I think there's it, it gives her that kind of otherworldly look that she's... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's been some speculation among the fans based on the title of an upcoming episode that we'll see another version of Alice soon. Alice from the 23rd Timeline, who we saw last season in the Tesla Flexion. I'm not going to ask you yeah. to comment on the speculation, of course, but I would <laughs> love to hear you talk a little bit about that alternate timeline, Alice, because she's just so different from what we've seen develop yeah. in the last two seasons. Um, Alice 23 is my second favorite Alice other than Niffin um, <laughs> just cause she's very, she's really tragic. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know, Henry, one of our producers and writers who, who 
writes the 23 timeline is, is him and I share a love for that timeline for some reason. I, I don't know, Alice in normal life, normal, you know, in the timeline we're used to seeing, she's not an emotional person. And, and I think that the Alice 23 is, is pure emotion and pure raw emotion and isn't necessarily thinking with her head as much as her heart, which is not where Alice normally leads with. But it is still her. It's just some. It's just if situations had gone differently in the past. So I think that's a really fun thing to explore. And and I don't know. I find she that Alice makes me cry. Like after I shoot that Alice, which has only been a couple of times, I go home very sad and and I'm emotional. So I don't know. That's fun. Alice never gets to be that way. And I'm an emotional person. So it's mm. kind of torture to play her sometimes. So it's fun when they let me <laughs> let me cry. You said, I think you said that before, that you, you feel like you're a very emotional person. Um, do you mind if I just ask you to expand on that a little? Like, Oh, well, I don't know. Well, I mean, everyone's emotional. I think human beings are all very emotional. It's just how, how much comes to the surface. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm somebody who probably cries every day or every other day. Uh, I know people who don't. I don't know. I just know that that's, I, I, I don't know, I, I, I've always classified myself as an emotional person, and I know people who don't, so I don't know what the other side of things are like, I just know what it's like to be me, and I know that that's probably something, reason why I do love acting, because uh, it's a release for that of some kind, even if it's not like crying, it's just any kind of emoting uh, is a therapeutic. Yeah. I don't know. What are you guys? Are you guys emotional? Or are you? I'm, <laughs> I'm incredibly emotional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like that person that like, like it's like a, I'm watching a comedy and like something slightly sad happens and I'm like in tears. Like I'm just like, oh, feel that. <laughs> I cried three times already this morning just watching. I was watching the third season of Love on Netflix, oh, and they're they're show. not. I love that show. There's nothing like emotional happening. It's literally like these little beats that the actors are just like nailing it, the mood of the scene, and I just start crying. I think because I'm like happy for them that they nailed the scene. I don't know. I cry at everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I think I I didn't used to see myself as an emotional person as all. And that's, that's something that's been changing in the last few years. Um, yeah. which I, I mean, I think it's a good thing. I think that comes from therapy and becoming more in touch with feelings. Yeah, that exactly. I always had. Um, but I've, uh, I've been watching Bojack Horseman, um, for the first time. Ugh, and I haven't that seen show. it. Oh my I God. Seen it. You will love it. You will love it. If you're an emotional person and you are interested in that sort of like complexity, I think you'll really like it. Yeah, um, I've been wanting to start it, but it's super there's so deep. many shows. Really? <laughs> I n- I never would have thought that. It's very but, deep. It is, it's really <laughs> deep. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it, it, it like gets, gets me emotional pretty regularly. I just stopped like mm-hmm. halfway through an episode before this where, um, spoilers for people who watch Bojack Horseman, where he like meets his daughter for the first time. Uh <laughs> And it's just so, like, he has just come back from this journey where he's been really, he's been off dealing with his own emotional journey and, like, feeling like he did his life all wrong. And he's, like, coming back from that and, like, immediately finds out he has a daughter. And it's, yeah, it's, like, intense. Oh, man. <laughs> How I love that. Yeah. Is this, uh, is this the newest season? No, I'm in season three. I think there's four seasons out right now, so... When I'm, whenever I'm shooting The Magicians, I need to have a show to watch at night when I get home. That's not super serious. So, like, I always watch Friends or Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, Rick and Morty was a good one last year. So, you know, I like animated ones, too. So maybe I'll add that in when we go back for the fourth season. Yeah. Binge it, Bojack. 
It is pretty emotional, though. My, it gets a little heavy sometimes. So just, just fair warning. <laughs> I, I fall asleep 10 minutes in anyway at the end of the night, so I don't actually say any of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of Rick and Morty, have you tried the, or I say you probably had it back in the day, but the Sichuan sauce from McDonald's? No. Yeah, uh-uh. they brought it back. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because oh, how they had funny. That, they had that whole, like, they only had it for a limited time and it ran out and, like, an hour or whatever and oh, so okay. they like apologized for it and now like a bunch of the mcdonald's like have a bunch of it now i just haven't been to a mcdonald's in a really long time i was pretty disappointed in it i was like <laughs> super stoked and i was like this is not what i remember it to be it's like teriyaki <laughs> sauce with like a little bit too much vinegar <laughs> yeah all right well sh- shall we get back to <laughs> yeah oh we yeah probably should. <laughs> um so Sarah tweeted that there should there would be more Alice crazy Alice shenanigans coming up this season. She is did. there any she did. Is there anything you'd like to say to fans about that? Hmm. I love where Alice goes this season. Yeah, I think Alice is gonna continue to get a little bit crazy. Um and that's part the writing and part the way I end up playing her and and you know, I really love where the, the direction they're taking her because my character is one of the few that almost the entire storyline from the books has been on the show when we went yeah. through it very fast. So I'm kind of in my own territory now. And um, I think Alice this season is really questioning magic and, and if people should have it and, and what it actually means and how dangerous it is and, and if she wants it or not. And I think that that is a dangerous game to play in a world full of magic. So um yeah, I don't want to give anything away. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you can tell us, but we're wondering if uh, Alice uh, made a deal with the library. Oh, I can't talk about the library stuff yet. You got to okay. wait <laughs> I figured, I figured. Um, but I do love working and doing scenes in the library. Um, I got to do some, and that's a fun place to be. That set is like... It is beautiful and yeah. really haunting when you're in there. And I don't know. I love it. I think I love I love the librarians. They're Me too. Amazing. So amazing. I have really loved the library set too. And I, I keep thinking about it because, you know, in a lot of ways, it just is a library, right? Like it's just, it's like so many libraries that you sort of see, but it has, and compared with like a lot of the scenes in Fillory, it feels like it shouldn't be as arresting as it is, but it really is. It's so. It is. Our production designers are amazing, and, and all the all the creatives behind the design of the show are so incredible, and the way it is shot in the library is, is my favorite version. Um, and there's so many hidden secret things in the library that people can't see on camera, like all of our names are on the books, and like hidden messages are all around the place. I think this season I really need to take photos of everything so I can post it later for everyone mm-hmm. to see, but there's so many hidden, hilarious things on the library set that I love, because <laughs> there's so many books to fill. We have so many books on our show. Like, I don't know any other show that has as many books as we probably do. We just have library after library after library shelves, like, against the walls that you can't even see everywhere. Just, like, a million Twilight books. <laughs> <laughs> do you just, like, pick them up off the shelf during breaks or in hair and makeup and just... Yeah, we do. We read them. Like, I have so many books in my trailer that I steal from set all the time because I was <laughs> in the middle of reading it. <laughs> what's funny. One, what's one that you remember? I don't know. The last one I was reading was a metaphysics book, but like a like a classroom one, like a oh. like a high school classroom book. And I was like just going through and trying to give myself lessons. Must have been towards the end of the season. I must have been losing my mind. 
(laughs) (laughs) So one thing I would like to know is where you would like to see Alice's journey take her. Hmm. I mean, I, I don't know where I want it to go, but I know that I want, I miss, I I, I don't miss, but I I love the relationship between Alice and Quentin. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm, I'm curious to see where that goes in the, in the future. Like I know where it goes this season, but I want to know where it goes in the future. And I, that was the storyline that I loved the most in the books. That's what drew me in. That's what made me want to do the show. And so I wouldn't mind seeing that. I mean, you know, this season isn't so much about relationships between, you know, like there isn't much yeah. of love interest happening there, there. I mean, there's the Penny and the Katie one, but it's, that's an incredibly broken and flawed relationship. And and I think that Alice and Quentin one is a very, a very healthy one. Eventually, I would hope. I want it to be. But um, I don't know. I also want to work with Arjun more. I think Alice and Penny are fascinating together. So Palace. I don't know. As the actor, I, I like thinking about like scenes and how I want, who I want to work with and, and that kind of stuff. Where the story goes, I have absolutely no idea. The show could go for 20 seasons and probably still be just as insane. Um, I want her to find some peace, but maybe not anytime soon because that would be boring. Yeah. Yeah. I also love Alice and Quentin. Um but I also love Quentin and Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> People love those two together. It's so fun. Yeah, yeah, they're amazing. They are. I loved episode, I think, five yep. with, the, uh, with the mosaic. It was so beautiful. Yeah. It was very beautiful. And I feel like there was so many scenes and so much more that they shot because it was a really, really fat episode and not everything fits into the time. And uh, I feel like there's so much they did that we didn't even get to see, but. Yeah, it's in my heart. I remember it. <laughs> I saw so, someone was tweeting about how the fly, the like flying Munchak, was originally supposed to be the sixth story in the sixth in in episode eight in the six stories about magic, and then it couldn't fit, and so they put it in nine. Um, oh, and, like, oh, that's a, yeah. I totally forgot about that. You're right. That is very much true. But that was something I was told like a year ago, and I don't hadn't thought about it <laughs> since. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, the six stories about magic is my one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, I think it's it incredible. is such such a strong piece of television, and I'm really proud of it. And you just don't um, see anything like that on TV. I mean, there's, there's nothing comparable. <laughs> no, I kept seeing people tweeting beforehand when they saw the title of the episode. They're like, "Oh, another, you know, these kinds of episodes don't work. Six stories, or you know, short stories like little vignettes, like that." People just kept like dogging it at first and then they watched it and like oh my god never mind it totally works i think it was a really complex episode that they nailed yeah (sighs) it is it is true a lot of the times those episodes don't work especially because it's like a lot of the times when people do episodes like that they're like trying to use it as like a like a recap tool like totally oh this is what's been going on like yeah so but this drove the story forward in such an amazing way Mm -hmm. yeah 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 Oh, I loved working with uh, Brittany, who plays Fen. We got to finally do have like a scene together. Um, we had a scene in the living room. That was fun. I love her. She's one of my besties. So she, we never get to work together. She's she's fantastic. We, we yeah, really she's adore a doll. Her. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Here's one we've been asking a lot this season to like our other guests. Uh, what have you learned from Alice, and what do you wish you could teach her? Hmm. I feel like I get asked this sometimes and I never have an answer because I think it's always changing. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I really look up to Alice. I find her very intelligent. So I, 
I've learned from her some discipline, I think. Um, and speaking your mind, I do think she's becoming somebody who speaks her mind more. And, and I really like that about her because I'm a quite shy person. So I, I, I do enjoy that part of her. Um, what was the second half of the question? What do you wish that you could teach her? Oh, oh man, I wish I could teach her to chill the fuck out. <laughs> she doesn't relax. <laughs> she really doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could teach her to like just chill out for a day, go for a walk, watch the TV, make a nice meal, put on some sweatpants. I don't know. Other than that, she's kicking kicking ass, so I don't really have much to teach her. <laughs> Although yeah. I got to wear pants this season. That was our next question. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so last season you told us you couldn't imagine Alice in pants, and that's exactly what she's been wearing for the last two episodes. Yeah. So how do you think the changes in her wardrobe reflect her personality? Well, it's it's always a conversation, and it's always a collaborative thing with with the with the wardrobe department and oh my boyfriend's letting my dog out and it sounds like a herd of horses um uh, with Magali our our costume designer and with Sarah is Sarah Gamble's highly involved in our costumes as well and I I told her this season I really wanted to start wearing pants for practical reasons and I just felt like Alice has become a woman and she has become stronger and like literally like figuratively and literally needs to start wearing the pants and and I just you know, she totally agreed and got on board. And we did a bunch of different tests on which kind of pants to wear. Mm-hmm. We don't want her to dress like Julia. They, you know, she can't look like Margot. She can't, you know, we had to find our own vibe. So we found a mixture of keeping old Alice and new Alice just by mm-hmm. adding pants, but then keeping the same shirts and stuff like that. And I don't know, it worked really well, I thought. And, yeah. and um, it worked a lot better for me as an actor because I do a lot of physical stuff this season and, and in dresses, it's just impossible. And it's really cold in Vancouver in the winter. So uh, I was sick of freezing my butt off, <laughs> but I think it gives her power. I think there, there's old Alice, the original Alice is in an arrested development and her wardrobe really reflected, you know, where she was and she was still kind of in a childlike state and, and she's not anymore. So I found it, it was really important to me as the actor this season to change her wardrobe up, but not too much. Yeah. Um, plus they would never let me change it too much. So one yeah. thing I noticed early in the season is that Alice was in a lot more, well, she's been in darker shades the entire season, but she had a lot more blues in her outfit and in her makeup. And I was wondering if that was like related to how much of a niffin she still feels like or how kindred she still feels. Hmm. Like. Uh, no, not directly. It was, it was just, I just wanted to do subtle changes throughout this season so that she could become a different woman. I don't know. Nothing was directly Niffin stuff. Hmm. Niffin related, I don't think. The blue, not on purpose, no. Um, I just think we get, we just try to get creative and change things up slightly when we're doing hair and makeup and wardrobe fittings. And yeah. I know I look back at original Alice in Times in season one and she looks so different Mm -hmm. to me. Um, Mm-hmm. But you know, it was all on purpose. Over yeah. time, slowly changing her, and uh, well, and she yeah, is so no, different. yeah, she yeah. is very different, yeah. But like, totally the same. To at the same time, like, I still go to work, get the same makeup put on, just a little bit more, and I get my hair straightened, but just a little better. Like, mm-hmm. that's really almost the only change. And I wear pants now, but yeah, <laughs> don't have to freeze your butt <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, 
Is there another character from the show that you'd like to be paired with that you haven't yet or one that you'd like to explore more? Um, well, I really wanted to work with Stell. Uh, you know, Alice and Julia have a fascinating relationship that we've never really explored. So we got to do that um, this season, as we already saw. And, and that was fun. That was, was fun because these are two very strong women um, leading very different lives, but keep crossing paths and and have different relationships with each other. Like the way Julia feels about Alice is completely different than the way Alice feels about Julia. Mm. I think Julia is very compassionate and open and healing and has, you know, just openness with her. And and, Ju- and Alice has all these fucked up weird jealousies because of Quentin that Julia doesn't even know about. So I, I found that to be a fun one to keep, you know, all these weird little stories in my head while working with the Julia character. Um, but who haven't I worked with that I want to work with? Uh, I love working with Marley, Marley mm-hmm. Matlin. She's wonderful. I mean, she's been one of my heroes forever. And so working with her is always amazing. Um, you know, and Megana, who plays the librarian, is amazing. Yeah. And she um, she did a, that episode with the six stories. She learned all that sign language. She doesn't speak sign language. She learned it all I read that. for the episode, which is phenomenal. Um, like, and Megana is just one of the most fantastic actors. So I'd love to work more with her and, and Marley. I think that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. This season, I got to work with, like, the whole cast. Like, as the season goes, we all <laughs> intermingle. So I don't know. So, um... Moving away from the magicians for just a moment, I want to talk to you about another show you're on, The Comedians. And so I was wondering if um, you could tell us a little bit about that show and your character. Well, The Comedians, we did... Yeah, well, I mean, it's no longer on the air, and it's a show that I'm super proud of. Um, I got it's to work great. with Josh Gad and Josh Gad and Billy Crystal, and um, I don't know, they wrote me this really simple character. I'm barely in it, but it was it was fun to get to play. I just play this barista character and uh, I don't know. I'm really sad the show got off the air because I thought it was genius and the writing was amazing. And I think I'm, I'm bummed. Some people didn't quite understand it because I thought it was, uh, it, it could have been another, you know, arrested development type show, which is like very oh, odd characters, sure. but yeah, I don't know. It was such a short run. I don't have a lot to say about it. Other than I think it's hilarious. And I loved working with those guys. I think Josh, Josh is amazing. Um, well, yeah, I don't know. Wait, have you seen it? I, yeah, my husband watches watched it religiously, and I watched a few episodes. Um, he <laughs> so uh, funny story. After the last interview we did, um, when we found out that your character came back, <laughs> pretty much the next episode, my husband started referring to you as Olyrvia. Um, oh, so <laughs> he always tells me when when the liar is on TV. Um, oh, so I watched a few episodes with him, and one of the ones that I saw was was Charity, where. Josh tries to impress your character by roping Billy into this, like, uh, people can't see my air quotes, but charity yeah, no. <laughs> event is, like, a really, really generous interpretation of it. Um, yeah. And it was just so fun to watch your character, like, fuck with him and turn his, like, awkward obsession against <laughs> against him. Yeah, like, well, that's fun. I mean, you know, it, it's get, playing a hot girl who gets hit on by the lead character kind of sucks, but they got, they let me like turn oh it on God. his head and then put him in his place, which is a good thing. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I wish that show was still on. It was really fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you Billy really Crystal took it and like, ran with it. Heroes, so. Oh my God. Yeah. Billy Crystal's amazing. I can't believe that yeah. any show with him in it got canceled. That's just crazy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that was a Netflix show, right? Uh, no, it was yeah. an FX show. Yeah. 
FX? Oh, okay. FX, yeah. I think it it's on, on Netflix. It might be on Netflix. It's so confusing now. I know. Yeah, well, it ends well, up Nef- getting everything. So Netflix will like buy the rights or whatever to distribute distribute it. Yeah, and then yeah. they'll like put it say basically that it's a Netflix original when it's not. So yeah, it's, like it's don't confusing. they own Riverdale now? And Riverdale is do they just on? Uh, yeah, I think so. It's crazy. They own Riverdale. it. They own it. Like the rights to basically show it everywhere except for the U.S. So crazy. Yeah. Do you guys watch Riverdale? I do. I oh, watch- I'm a naughty magician. I shouldn't be talking about Riverdale while I'm promoting magicians, but I love I, that show. <laughs> it is. I I love like really bad like um, teen dramas. Like I'm yeah, all for them. Mm-hmm. Um, like Hulu's The Runaways, the Marvel one, is amazing because it's literally the OC meets superheroes <laughs> i haven't it's, watched it yet it's on my list you have to it's it's incredible <laughs> I love the only it. thing about riverdale is they totally stole my style for the lead characters okay no. like it, they came out a year after our first season and they were all wearing alice outfits the whole time and oh, that's i was true. like oh. <laughs> i mean it's yeah. a classic you know the peter pan collar is wasn't just alice but you know i i got a little jealous <laughs> you should go on the show you should like yeah that'd be fun we're always filming near them we, we're always at like the same location so I should just pop over there <laughs> or I won't or, I'm terrified of that but I, I'll just fantasize about it they're also bringing like Sabrina like yeah a Sabrina show which will Wait, be awesome yeah I, I think some of our crew members are working on that like another Sabrina like Sabrina the witch yeah yeah Cool. Well, because she's from Archie Comics, and so it's kind of like a companion piece to the other show, to Riverdale. Yeah, I, just, really I, like, I remember the 90s show that was not dark. <laughs> that was like the opposite <laughs> of dark. <laughs> uh, yeah. It'll be cool to see see a different side of it. This one's... Yeah. Yeah, they like... <laughs> they had this like super fancy casting notice for the cat that's going to play Salem. It was pretty hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. Okay. Well, back to the interview. What other projects have you been? What other projects have you been working on lately? Anything we should look out for? Um, I'm mostly just working on my own stuff right now. I'm I've been writing and I'm producing and starring in a film that I've been working on for many years called Canary that I'm gonna have and I'm about to start shoot pick up shoots for um, next month. So and then I'm writing a show with a friend, trying to get that out in the world and pitch that and sell that. I don't know, just kind of trying to make my own material in the off-season. It's really hard when you're on a show for yeah. um, half the year because, you know, schedule-wise, it gets really difficult to find other work that isn't just small guest star roles or a day here and there. So you kind of have to make your own work. So you say, stay creatively satisfied mm. in the off-season. So, But, you know, I'm here. I'm open. Anybody who wants to hire me, I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, anyone should anyone would be lucky to have you. You are so talented. So, oh, thanks. Uh, I, I I can't pay you, but I would love to work with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a really strange time in the movie business right now. There aren't a lot of films being made. Um, I don't know what the vibe is in in outside of Hollywood, but here it is a very different. Uh, landscape. There's mostly television being made. That's where all the money's going. And when you're already under contract on a show, you can't really go do other shows. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's pilot season right now. They're casting all the network pilots and I can't be on them. So I, it, you know, there isn't much for me to go audition and meet on right now. So, yeah. you know, and then by the time that's done, 
there's only a small window before I go back to magician. So it gets to be a bit difficult to find time to make movies. So yeah. I think everyone's kind of feeling that right now. They're either big superhero blockbuster movies or, or television. But, you would you know, be a really good it's superhero, the age, though. It's the age of television. <laughs> I would love to. I would love to be a superhero. Um, I'm waiting for that phone call. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe that's if what they, I'll do uh, next. <laughs> if they do more of the, like, um, the, like, either younger generation X-Men or, like, uh, back in time X-Men, you could totally play, like, a young Jean Grey. Yeah, oh, that would be cool. <laughs> I would love yeah, to see I mean, that. that. I don't know if they would do it again since they already have Sophie Turner playing Jean Grey. But... Yeah, but... Yeah. <laughs> there's got to uh, be some superheroes that we haven't tapped into yet. Oh, there's so many. There's so I many. Feel like, I feel I like get messages on Twitter all the time about it, but I don't know who some of the characters are. I'm not that deep into either of the universes, but... I'm sure you could play like someone that's like in like Captain Marvel's universe, work with Brie Larson. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be pretty chill. (laughs) (laughs) So while we're on this sort of general subject, what is your dream role and are there any directors, writers or actors you're dying to work with? I mean, the kind of stuff that I love and I'm attracted to are very um, small and intimate movies. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it'd be fun to do those Marvel movies, but just, just this, just because it'd be fun, but the things I actually really love and enjoy are small movies. Like, you know, my favorite movie this year is Call Me By Your Name, and that, like, it kind of completely encompasses what I love about filmmaking and acting, and uh, those are the kind of projects I would love to be making, and there's a lot less of them being made right now because of just the way the market is going. So, I don't know. I would love to to do that, Some of the, one of those, and work with an auteur director who's... Mm who has a vision and is, is delicate and, and takes a lot of time to, to tell a very simple emotional story it would be amazing. But yeah, I don't know. I don't have a specific, I want to work with a million different people. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm, I love Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, I don't know. There's so many. I always freeze when people ask me for specific names. I uh, would love. Because it's always, it's always changing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would love you to love see what? you in a Drake Dormius film? Is that how you'll pronounce his last name? Yeah, I'd love uh, to work with Drake. He's I amazing. I him a while back, and I, I love his movies. Yeah, his, kind of, his movies are very much in line with what I love seeing and what I love working on. So, his, his yeah, film, I think he's amazing. His film, like crazy, like haunts me. Like, haunts me. I know. That was, a, that was an amazing film. Yeah. Oh. I, t- I still tell people to watch that movie. Same. <laughs> I like watch it probably like every year and like cry buckets for like a day. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a while. One of my other favorite movies is Blue is the Warmest Color. That's hmm. uh, I think a perfect movie as far as the kind of things I'm interested in, the kind of characters that I that I love. Yeah, a, a very you know specific exploration into somebody's journey in their head. Well, I don't know. I know I know they're making a, a Call Me by Your Name sequel because I mean yeah. I don't know if you've read the book, but it it takes place over a span of like twenty years, and they didn't really do the last half of the book. Um, I haven't read the book, but I'm I, I don't know if I want to read the book. I want to wait. I think. Well, because I maybe, watched the movie first, so I don't know. Well, spoiler: maybe you can play like uh, you can try and play Army Hammer's like wife that he will have. Is there a wife character in that? There is. There's a way. Okay. I'm calling my agents as soon as we're off the call. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So 
moving back. Yes. Okay, so you mentioned before that you have a long-standing interest in magic and the occult. How has that figured into your life as an adult, and how has it impacted you in the way that you understand roles like the one that you play on The Magicians? Um, yeah, I think that having a love and openness to things that are supernatural and are only going to serve me on a show like this. I, I let my imagination get the best of me constantly. And at work, um, I get paid to do that. So it's lovely. Um, I love things that are the unknown. I love uncertainty. And I think that that's what's alluring about fantasy and things of that nature and, and magic. And, and so I think it's a very romantic thing and, um, I don't really have a logical brain, so it, that's just not how I operate. Uh, so it's, uh, playing Alice, who's a very logical person, sometimes it can be difficult to get swept up in the magic. But um, Olivia on set is super stoked all the time when we're filming magic shit. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I was raised, my grandmother, um, who actually recently passed away, was one of the people so who raised me and, and raised me in a world of magic. And uh, I don't know, I think it was one of the most valuable things I got growing up because I just... I don't know why. I wish I could explain it, but I'm sure you guys understand. You're magic nerds. Like, it's like a nice escape, a, a healthy escape in my mind, I think. I think it's better than what a lot of people growing up, teenagers were into. I was more into magic and they were into, you know, bad stuff. So I don't know. I think it was a very valuable thing in my life. Does that explain it? I think oh. so. Yeah. I think okay. so. I don't know. I feel like it's a bit of an existential answer. I don't know how to. I don't know how to put it on paper <laughs> other than magic's awesome. And at work I get to do it and I'm stoked. <laughs> um, Some of my castmates aren't into magic as much as I, you know, they're not, it's, that's not what draws yeah. them to it. So mm-hmm. I don't understand that, but you know, to each their own. H- have you the- <laughs> gotten anyone into it? Have you been able to like make that new connection? No, yeah. no. I mean, you know, Hail's super magic, and yeah. uh, so like we 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 do tarot cards, and, and you know we play with our crystals. And <laughs> I would like to get Summer more into magic because she's not she's hilarious, and I think that it'd be really fun to see her get into magic because she's I think she'd be pretty resistant. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what's your partnership like with the writers and directors on the show, and how has it evolved over the past three seasons? Um. I mean, we're all really good friends and, uh, you know, in the off season, I don't really see much of anyone much because we're all on either different coasts working on different projects, you know, wrapped up in our own lives. But, um, when we're working, they're completely available and, and John and Sarah are always there for us. And if we have questions, they're, they're willing to answer them and, and talk through characters. Like whenever there's a new character design, like when we did Niff and Alice, I, I had so many conversations with John and Sarah about it and, and they're really open to us questioning things. And if we, you know, we think something could, should change, they're they're open to listening. And then if they think it shouldn't change, they they give us great reasons why. And they, I don't know, it's a really wonderful collaboration. And the writers' room is full of all these really insane, mm-hmm. uh, nerdy, wonderful people who love the show to no end and pour their hearts out into it. I mean, not every writers' room is like that. You know, they get staffed and then. It's maybe it's not necessarily their dream job, but on our show, this it seems to be everyone's dream job, and I think it really shows in the material and what gets put on the screen is everyone really wants to be there, and um, 
we've gotten lucky because it's been all the same people, almost all the same people the whole time in the writer's room. Just they just keep leveling up each year. And then, <laughs> yeah, no, they're hilarious and funny. And in the writer's office here in Los Angeles, at John and Sarah's office, they do a boys' night every Wednesday night. Or I think it got moved to Thursdays because Wednesdays are magicians are on the air and that got complicated. Uh, and then, you know, <laughs> we just like, we play hand, handball and then party and hang out and just goof mm-hmm. off. And I don't know, it's such a great environment. I feel really lucky to get to work with these people. They're such super nerds. <laughs> super nerds. <laughs> yeah, so do you have a favorite episode or a character arc from this season? Um, or what about season two? And it doesn't have to involve Alice. Well, this season, my two favorite episodes were the six short, six short stories about magic and then all that Josh. The musical episode mm-hmm. was um, such a challenge for all of us. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It, you know, musicals always look so effortless on the screen, but it's so much work. It's absurd um, when you're filming it. When you're doing it on the stage, it's completely different because you just have it all memorized and you just do it and you've performed it and it's done. But uh, on a TV show, you have to do like one intricate move, like, 500 times over and over and over. And so that was a really difficult episode to shoot. And I thought everyone just completely nailed it. And it's, it's so much fun. It's such a bizarre piece of television. So I'm really proud of that episode. Um, season two. I don't know. I can't remember titles of episodes or episode numbers. It's all very blurry for me. Hmm. Uh, but, um, Season two, I don't know. I loved all of it. I got to be a Niffin. So <laughs> I liked the end. I liked the last two episodes a lot. Mm. The last two episodes of season two, I thought were really fun. I loved when he brought Alice back and we got to do those scenes. They felt very much like the beginning of the relationship all over again. So I don't know. Those episodes were wild. And I, I like, I really liked the actor who played Umber and we only got to see him for like a handful of episodes. It was yeah, he was great. <laughs> the, I, the casting on this show blows my mind sometimes because, like, I'll read the scripts and I have something in my head of what I think this character is going to look like, and then we get to set, and I'm like, "That's who they cast? Oh wow! Okay, that's so much better than what I could have ever imagined." Because they really think outside of the box for the casting on the show, and I think that that's great. That's like Ember and Umber. When I read when I read the books, I, they're not at all what I imagined on the show, and I love them yeah. so much more than what was in my head. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when when we first saw Ember on the show being like shocked and completely unsure where it was going to go or how it was going to be. And the more that that evolved and the more the show evolved as a whole, the more it's just been like, yeah, that was absolutely the right move. And it's yeah, it's just so cool. It's it's exactly what you're saying. And that's that's how I felt about um Felicia Day as Poppy, too. Like, I would never mm-hmm. have imagined her in that role. And then as soon as um as soon as we heard that she was cast, it was just like, oh, of course, of course it's going to be Felicia Day. She's a perfect poppy. Because yeah. I have been like, I've been asking them for, you know, two whole seasons. Who's going to play poppy? When is poppy coming yeah. along? Because I love the poppy character. She's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and they're like, oh, we don't know if poppy's going to ever be on the show. Like, you know, they say stuff like that. And sometimes I think they're lying just to mess with us. <laughs> um, they like to keep us on our toes. But then when they cast Felicia and Poppy was in the scripts, I was so excited. She's such a joy to work with. She's mm. really hilarious and down to earth. And I got to work with her quite a bit this season. And the relationship between Poppy and Alice is funny to me. Um, I, I think it's an interesting dynamic. And uh, 
What an interesting character she is to have on the show. Such a different uh, energy than the rest of the characters, which is, you know, the whole point. But yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's one of the things that was so interesting to me is in, in the book, she's different from everyone in the books. Um, yeah. But also like in the show, those characters have evolved and become different from how they were in the books. And so like the choice to make her not the same character that she was in the book, but to be like different from everyone else in kind of similar ways. I don't know. It was, it felt really yeah, genius. To I me. don't know. I like, honestly, I now just don't even remember what some of our characters are like in the book. I mean, mm. I remember Alice, but everyone else, like it's blurred in my head now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I feel like I can't, like I'm trying to remember when I, when I think back about Penny's character in the books, <laughs> I'm like, holy crap. That's like, they're so different. And I can't imagine going back and seeing a different version of Penny, but you know, that's the fun part about making a TV show. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think any of us are all that bitter that they didn't follow Penny's journey in the book because I mean, <laughs> yeah. we, just get, we just get Arjun more. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So we have a couple more with, Arjun. Uh, yeah. More Arjun People is always want more, better. more Arjun is always good and more Quelliot is always good. <laughs> and yes. more Alice. We'll take more Alice. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm always down. <laughs> <laughs> I um, mean, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. It seems like Julia is also going to probably be around more than she was in and the books. Yeah, I, I mean, she's only there for like one book, and then <laughs> she's like, "Why?" <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think. I, I mean, I, the way they've been writing this show, anything is possible. So I think that the Julia storyline is finally turned around for poor Stella, and she can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's becoming a different version of herself, um, which is good because uh, Stella is a very bright and happy person. So I think that it was a lot on her to have to play Julia. I mean, we all signed up to play these characters. We knew what they were. But um, she gets to be something slightly different this year, which is good. Yeah, it's nice to, yeah. to Except see. for Quentin. <laughs> Quentin never grows. <laughs> it, only in the third book. <laughs> only at the end. So Yeah. <laughs> it takes the point. It you know? takes him a really long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so bef- before we go, we have a couple listener questions. The first one comes from uh-huh. Randall, and he writes, um, so he wrote that uh, you were homeschooled as a kid and wanted to know how you got involved in theater and whether you did any kind of acting training. Oh, uh, no. I was <laughs> homeschooled from, uh, I started homeschooling in uh, seventh grade. Um, like the first month of seventh grade, okay. I quit public school and started homeschooling and uh I didn't do any theater or acting in elementary junior high or high school because I was um very antisocial and shy so I didn't start acting well I mean I got my first agent when I was 15 um or manager in LA and uh it didn't go well he was kind of a bad person but um I then moved to LA when I was 17 and then I started acting I knew I always wanted to be an actor since I was like five but uh, I could, my anxieties got the best of me and it took me a little bit longer to get into it. But, um, but then when I was 17 and I moved to LA, I just, I went full force. I kind of reinvented myself and just became brave and got into acting classes and, and started a production company and started shooting web series and doing all these things that, um, were out of my comfort zone and it paid off really well. So, uh, I've actually never done theater. I would love to do theater. I think I would, I would love it, but, um, I didn't grow up in a, in a theater, in a big theater community. So it was not something that was readily available. I did a lot of theater by myself at home though. <laughs> yeah. I always put on plays. I always, yeah, I always put on plays for my family. I had this weekly newsletter that I always wrote, 
I was such a weird kid. I had a weekly newsletter. I grew up on a ranch, and there's we had all kind of different family members lived in different buildings, and uh, I would put out like uh, this newsletter, and in it was like the theater section, and I would do plays for everybody like once a week with like my stuffed animals and stuff. Um, <laughs> I wasn't Amazing. like five either. I was like thirteen doing this, so it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, that though. So it right, like it's so creative and it's so like you can't do something like that and have it come from anywhere except for like deep down in your soul, right? Like it's not, yeah, it's not yeah. something that you followed somebody else doing. No, no. I just love that my imagination was always my best friend. And I figured this was the best career choice for that. So yeah. I had a lot of imaginary friends as well. I used to yeah. play Monopoly with them because I didn't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> we should have been friends, Danny. I know. <laughs> There's still time. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know how to play Monopoly, though. Really? <laughs> yeah, I've I, never played. I have a Stranger Things Monopoly. It's pretty rad. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so another one of our listeners, Theo, wants to know about your dogs, uh, Seti and Sophia. How did you find them? And what convinced you to adopt them? Um, I actually have three dogs. Oh, three. Um, yeah, I have three. I know people are like, I don't post them all because Seti's such a, um, he's just like, he loves the camera. So he's always there. Um, yeah, so I have three dogs. I have um, Seti and I got him. He's a Peruvian Inca orchid, which is a really rare dog from Peru. It's the oldest breed of dog there is. He's like an ancient alien dog and um I wanted one for like nine years, and but I only rescue animals, so they're very rare, and they were only for sale in other countries. And so I waited for nine years for one to pop up on a, uh, on the internet that needed a home. So I drove like 12 hours before meeting him and picked him up from this woman who couldn't take care of him. And my life has been complicated ever since because he's a total nightmare, and I love him. And then I have <laughs> Sophia, who I rescued from the pound. She's about, I don't know, I think maybe 17, 16, 17, wow. 18 years old, and I've had her... Um, about over 10 years. Yeah. Well, maybe 13 years now. And, uh, she's wonderful. She's blind and four pounds of sexiness. And then I have uh, Lilu Dallas multipass, which is another rescue dog of mine. I don't, I've posted some photos of her, but, um, she is a little black Kelpie who I rescued at the pound, uh, two years ago. I rescued her the day I was driving up to Vancouver to shoot the second season of magicians. I went by the pound as I do. And I saw her and I was like, Oh God, I need her. And so I like adopted her right then and there. But um, she's wonderful. I need to do a photo shoot with all three of them so people know yes. that I have all three of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, Seti also reminds me of um, the dog from Coco. Yeah, that's a, a Sholowin's Quaintly is what that one is. It's uh, basically the same breed, but they're from Mexico instead of Peru. And they're a little bit smaller. Uh, and the Peruvian ones are a bit older, uh, like more mm -hmm. ancient. So, But yeah, no, when Coco came out. Everybody knew what said he was, or they thought they knew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so do you have any cute dog stories you can share with us? Cute dog stories. Or crazy. God. Any. <laughs> I don't know. My dogs are obsessed with squirrels. And in our backyard, we have these couple trees that are full of squirrels. And the squirrels just stand in the trees all day long, throwing fruit at the dogs. And the dogs just bark and try to climb the tree. And that's literally all I do all day long is stop them from <laughs> climbing the trees to get the squirrels. Um, that's why I said he's not out right now because he would be in the yard trying to eat the squirrels. So uh, that's all. They, they, I, my whole life is run by my dogs. 
<laughs> I, dr- I drive to Vancouver instead of fly so that they can all come in the car and they're all happy. Oh, yeah. And said he loves the, my trailer at work because it's like a little warm room and he loves dens. So it's, he loves going to work with me. It's really cute. Uh, Gracie, the one I, this one, uh, we, we only got about, oh gosh, six or eight months ago. Um, oh, she's so cute. She's she's perfect. She's and she's like about the same size as Sophia. She's um, just under five yeah. pounds. Um, but she, oh. we weren't expecting to adopt a second dog. Our other dog is um, a, also a terrier, but larger, um, a larger mm-hmm. black ET looking terrier um, named Hercules. And he doesn't come in here because he barks constantly. Um, <laughs> but uh, we weren't expecting to get a second dog and I volunteered for the SPCA to take like photos of the adoptable dogs on their website. And oh. she just, yeah, she sat on my husband's lap <laughs> for two hours and he <laughs> kept pestering me until we went back and got her. And now I'm so glad because look, that's what they do. <laughs> so cute. I had my mom growing up. We lived near the, the pound and the humane society was like five minutes from our ranch. And so we rescue dogs constantly. At one point, we had 10 rescue dogs at once. Yeah, how could you not? Um, I mean, and we had them their whole lives until they died. So it was, my mom still collects dogs. I think she's got like six or seven right now on the ranch. And pigs. She just adopted two little baby pigs that live in the house. So cute. Oh, my God. I haven't met them yet, but I can't stop. I, I tried to convince my boyfriend to, maybe we should just open up a dog rescue instead of making television. But he told me no. <laughs> he said, maybe not yet. But that's my goal one day. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm going to be one of those old people with an animal sanctuary at some point. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. a good life. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so our our last listener question comes from Rector, mm-hmm. um, who asks, if you can share something cool with your fans, whether it's an interesting book or article you've read, a fun hobby, a charity you work with, or just something surprising or unusual about you as a person. Oh, dear. I'm not going to be able to answer this. I don't know. <laughs> it's a big question. Yeah, it is. Uh, I don't know. Well, why don't we try, have you read an interesting book or article? Because that was one of the ones on the list lately. I haven't actually been, I haven't read a book in a while. That's mm-hmm. sad. Alice would be pissed. <laughs> but uh, re- I read so many scripts that it gets yeah. a bit difficult to read books. Um, I just end up falling asleep. Mm-hmm. Article, I mean, there's been so many wonderful articles out right now with the with all the things happening in in the world and so many amazing women are writing such beautiful things. So I don't know. I feel like every day I'm reading different articles about, mm. you know, women finally finding their power and, and the time's up and me too movement. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I can't specifically think of one at the moment. It's like every day I wake up and there's, there's a new one. I have to think on that. I'm not good at those kinds of questions. Yeah, it's on pretty the spot. Open-ended. <laughs> it is. I would love to work with some charities though. That's one I, I asked my publicist about who, who, how that, who I could work with when I'm up in Vancouver and stuff. Arjun and I looked into working with a couple of charities up there. I think we're going to do that this year. So we'll get back to you on that. Yeah. Um, I feel like this, this podcast, this time was just like a rambling conversation. It wasn't as specific <laughs> as last time because we didn't have like an episode to break down. That's the fun yeah, part they, though. I hope it's okay. Oh yeah, this is great. Oh, we, okay. we love our like, we love our like interviews. We had one with um, with Adam who plays Todd like last year, yeah. and it was oh, just he's hilarious, a rambling mess as well. It was amazing. Oh, he's <laughs> such a funny guy. I love that character. I'm glad that they used him more this year because Adam's Same. really talented and very very strange dude. I love him. <laughs> I would love him to be up to like series regular like so bad. Yes, Todd. Yeah. 
so Todd funny. Todd is literally my favorite, probably my favorite character. He's great. I, I don't know. I've said the same. <laughs> the only thing I'm mad about is that he didn't get to sing in the musical episode. I know, and he can yeah. sing. He can't sing. I know. Sing. And we were pushing, we were That's talking true, about it. That's true, but he it. was so funny in the episode, though. He was. It's, he's great. But we were talking about how, like, and it wouldn't have worked for this episode, but how, like, we need to have a musical episode with Todd where he gets to sing, I Just Can't Wait to Be King. Because... <laughs> <gasps> oh, that's genius. You should tweet that at John and Sarah. I feel like we have. Um... Oh, okay. <laughs> it's okay. We're, we're we'll talking to them. Tweet it again. We've been talking to them about coming on the podcast. We just need to, like, find a time that okay. actually works for everyone. And then we'll, like, we'll yeah. have them in the room. We can put them on the spot and be like, okay. There you go. <laughs> Good. Uh, he just John, so John will talk like about that. musical episodes all day long. It's his favorite subject, so yeah. he's always game to hear ideas. <laughs> but that's a perfect song for Todd. Right? Yeah. It really yeah. is. Um, so we have one more question just for fun. Uh-huh. Are you caught up on Game of Thrones yet? No. <laughs> we, re- we read this, like, there was this great article <sighs> earlier this year where you, I think it was called, yeah. like, how being a couch potato has made your career or something like that. <laughs> but they just had this running gag about how you hadn't, you weren't caught up. So You know, it's so funny. I've been trying to hide that from people for a while now that I'm Sorry. not caught up in game of Thrones because I'm in the wrong genre to not know what's happening in game of Thrones. But like, I just haven't had time and I find that show to be overwhelming it is. and it takes a lot of my mind. And uh, when I'm working, I just can't watch that show. Um, so no, I have not caught up in, Last year, that was my goal, and I failed. So hopefully this year, I'll catch up. It's yeah, embarrassing. I, mean, I should never have answered that guy's question because everyone's <laughs> mad at me for that. You, oh. you, you need to catch up just so you can, like, experience, like, the final finale, like, live. Like, when it happens, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> but I mean, you have like a year, I think. I, I think you have a good okay. solid year because they yeah. like postponed it. It's not going to air like at all in 2018. Because so. they were waiting for oh, really? to come. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. like all the good, episodes are going to be. All the episodes in the last season are supposed to be two hours long. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> show is, the show is so intense. It really is. I really like it, but I, that sounds exhausting it, to me. Like an entire so season of two-hour episode. It's so intense. No, it's amazing. Had, <laughs> it's so intense that they had to film half a season and then take a giant break and then film the rest of it. <laughs> well, yeah, because I heard that the the chunk that they shot was all nights, um, and there were it was an entire like battle sequence at night wow. for like months on end, which is enough to ruin a person's mind. So shooting nights all all the time is really difficult. So that's probably why they took a break. Everyone was like, no more. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Amelia, I'm looking out, I'm looking outside and I see like 10 squirrels running around my tree. (laughs) Oh God. I love it. He's going to love it. (laughs) Yeah, me too. But these ones are kind of brats. They really do throw fruit at my dogs. What kind are they? Oh, well, what kind of squirrels? Squirrels. Yeah, they're brown. They have, like, my, skinny tails, though. Mm, my favorite are the red ones that have, like, the pointy ears. Yeah. <laughs> this interview has gone off the rails. <laughs> well, I, we, we've okay. come to the end. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, for better or for worse. I don't think it's gone off the rails. I think this was, this was fun. No, and no, if we're going to get distracted by something while talking about dogs, it should be squirrels. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Squirrel. Squirrel. Yeah, so I, I think that's all the questions we have, Olivia. Thank okay. you so much for joining us this season. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'll happily come back anytime. Yeah, well, season four. I'm so excited it was renewed. It's... Yeah. yeah, me too. <laughs> it's, it's, I have it's, no it's, idea what they're going to do. I don't think been, they even know. We've been saying that this whole <laughs> season that we have like no idea what's coming. Like we have our yeah. theories, but it's so it's so out there. It's great. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, listeners, thank you for joining us once again. If you like the show, please rate us or review us on iTunes slash Apple podcast slash whatever it's called. Um, the more ratings we get, the higher we show up in search results. That makes it easier for other fans to find us and hear interviews like this one, um, where we talk about squirrels with Olivia. (laughs) (laughs) And as always, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at physical kids pod. Bye. Thanks guys. Bye. Mind slot. Said it.